What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of Benny in the Booth Podcast. On this week's episode, we've got MLB Weekly Recap, College Football Official Week 1, we go over some games plus the rankings, and we've got NFL Week 1 to preview as, we, as this season starts on Thursday night this week. And more all coming up. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 48 of the Benny in the Booth podcast. Thank you so much for the support at this point. I very much do appreciate it. Uh, hoping everyone's doing well. Hoping everyone's day's going well. Happy to be finally back at football season. And I'm actually going to start with NFL. So last year, I, funny enough, last year I used to go over all the games um, I'm still debating. I'm. I think I want to try to do more of like certain games with certain highlights. Uh, we'll see. I'll still have the standings updates uh, weekly. Um, but I'm hoping to more focus on like maybe just picking out certain games, or maybe I'll still go over all of them and hopefully pick out certain notes. I haven't fully figured it out yet, but we'll see. Uh, there was some news outside of the week one predictions that happened as Jalen Rager got traded by Philly. To Minnesota for a 2023 seventh round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth round pick. And then Russell Wilson agreed to a five year, $245 million extension with Denver with $165 million guaranteed. With all the non prediction stuff out of the way, let's get into week one predictions. Thursday night football this season finally kicks off with Bills in LA against the Rams. Thursday night in LA. Um, now, here's the interesting part that prior with just flat out knowing the matchup before I had realized certain news, I would have said Rams. But apparently Matthew Stafford's got some sort of injury, possibly, and it could have an effect. But at the end of the day, I said I'm going to stick with I think the Rams will start off the season 1-0. That's going to be this Thursday, 8.20 on NBC. Sunday, Big got some games headlined, starting off with Baker Mayfield's first game against his old team, the Cleveland Browns, in Carolina, 1 p.m. on CBS on Sunday. After, if before the comments, he, whether he made it or not, came out, I might have given Carolina more credit. But with the comments he made, I think it's going to light a fire under the Browns, and the Browns are going to go out and hunt and want to beat him even more. And, yeah, the QB situation's not the brightest, and it's be a lot of run game. But I still think the Browns will win based on the fact that, like, Browns are going to be hungry to eat up Baker uh, after those supposed comments he made uh, prior to this game. But we'll see what happens. It's anybody's game. It should be an interesting one. Saints at Falcons on Sunday at 1 p.m. on Fox. I have New Orleans winning that game. Niners at Bears Sunday on Fox at 1 p.m. I have Niners. Steelers at Bengals on Sunday, 1 p.m. on CBS. I have the Bengals. Eagles at Lions, 1 p.m. on Fox on Sunday. I have Philly. Indy at Houston, 1 p.m. on Fox on Sunday. I have Indiana, Indianapolis Colts. Patriots at Dolphins, 1 p.m. on CBS. This is going to be interesting. And the real question is going to be what kind of tool we see. 
Uh, is he going to be a good, fresh new Tua that could connect with his new team, or will it not be? I honestly am not sure, and because of the unsure I have, I'm actually going to be picking New England. Baltimore, the Jets, 1 p.m. on CBS. I have Baltimore. Uh, Jaguars at Commanders, 1 p.m. on Fox. I have Commanders. Giants at Titans at 4.25 p.m. on Fox. I have the Titans. Chiefs at, at, at Cardinals, 4.25 on CBS. I have the Chiefs. Rams at Raiders at Chargers, 4.25 p.m. on CBS. I have Raiders. I just realized I had a typo there. Whoops. Bad typo. Packers at Vikings, 4.25 on Fox. I have the Packers. Sunday Night Football, Buccaneers at Cowboys, 8.20 on NBC. I have Tampa. And then Monday Night Football, Russell Wilson's return to Seattle for the first time since being traded. Opening up the season, Monday Night Football, 8.15 on ESPN. I do have him winning in that game, being that Seattle's probably not going to be much of anything uh, this year anyways. So that is my week one predictions. Let me know your predictions in the comments below, whether you agree with mine or disagree with mine. And uh, if you have season predictions you want to throw in, throw, go ahead and throw it in. Um, I don't plan to make season predictions, just going to more go on a weekly basis. And like last year, I plan to keep track of record throughout the year of uh, how I do in NFL predictions. We'll see as it goes along. So, going from NFL, going to move to college football. We finally had every team playing this week. And now I'm not about to go on a whole, go on a recap of all, a bunch of games. There are a few games to headline. And I'm going to actually start with Ohio State. So, Ohio State and Notre Dame met in Ohio, at Columbus this week on Saturday. And Notre Dame was shutting down Ohio State early, up 10-7 at half after Ohio State missed a field goal. Uh, chip shot, practically. Uh, going into halftime, uh, they were down their top receiver and only base, one of their very few returning receivers, Marvin Harrison, when, except for Marvin Harrison. They were without Jackson Smith and Jigba, but it seems like he'll be back this week against well, Arkansas State, so it doesn't really matter per opponent. And basically, all momentum was on Notre Dame's side. And the second half was a – the first – well, the second drive of Ohio State's what the last play on Ohio State's second drive in the second half was the epitome of one minute change can make the most significant difference in momentum and a game and just shift it completely. Ohio State was down at like I don't know, like ten within the twenty or ten or so, uh, right by the end zone. Notre Dame had been going one safety pretty much all game, and the one and they were going zone coverage, so the safety was always in coverage the entire game, which is troubling. Which was troubling for Stroud, which was a heart, huge part of why Ohio State was not putting up much. On this particular play, they decided to blitz that safety, which gave C.J. Stroud the perfect zone to make a perfect pass for a touchdown. For Ohio State to go up 14-10 and they never looked back, taking a 21-10 lead and winning by that score 21-10 over Notre Dame. And it's just the minutest of details that can change a game, change momentum. Smallest of details that can change momentum in a snap of a finger. And that game just shows it. And it's that's just how football, college football works. Smallest of details can change how one result could be in the game. Crazy. 
Uh, but either way, Ohio State won 21-10. Penn State per, at Purdue. This was a crazy game on Thursday. There were some games Thursday. I think there was a game or two Friday. Most of the games were on Saturday. And then a game on Sunday and a game yesterday. So the AP rankings actually didn't come out till today, uh, just before the show. But anyways, Purdue safety Chris Jefferson had a pick six off Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford taking it back 72 yards. And after scoring the touchdown, he then went back into the back of the end zone and literally puked. Uh, Penn State ended up going to score. And that gave Purdue a 31-28 lead. Penn State went end up taking the ball down and scoring and shutting it down from there, winning 35-31 over Purdue. It's just the puking part that was just like, Whoa. Uh, but anyways, Penn State won that game. West Virginia and Pitt. West, after taking a 31-24 lead, West Virginia gave, goes to give up a game-tying touchdown immediately followed by a go-ahead pick six to Pitt in a 30-31 in a 31 to 38-31 Pitt win over West Virginia. Game was sealed on incompletion right by Pittsburgh's end zone uh, to give Pitt the win over West Virginia. I'm also going to be going over the preseason rankings because I did not go over that before. Uh, Iowa, South Dakota State. This game was the most head-scratching. The final score was 7-3. Now you're probably going to tell me, oh, it was probably a touchdown and a field goal. (laughs) Nope. Well, South Dakota's points was a field goal. You're correct on that part. But Iowa's points was literally via a field goal and two safeties. Not a touchdown. And let me remind you. Now, yes, they technically sucked in the Big Ten Championship game. But this is literally Iowa, who a year ago was literally in the Big Ten Championship game. Literally just a year ago. And they lost. And they barely. And they only put up seven points to South Dakota State. Seven. And it's like, oh, congratulations! You gave, only gave you gave up three points, only three points. It's like, who cares? You only get, scored seven points. That's bad. Uh, South Dakota State isn't even FBS, which is the main division. They're the, the lower division, FCS. And yeah, they're probably a pretty good team, but still, seven points. Like that's bad. And honestly, probably means that someone's going to be, someone else is going to be winning the West, the uh, Big Ten West this year, unless they could scrap things together. And yeah, I've also, eh, there's also thing that they're not big offensive college, but even so, seven points to South Dakota State. Seriously? Seven? Like, I, I, I don't even know how I'd be able to be on that team after that. Moving on, last game I'm going to go over is Appalachian State in North in North Carolina. Appalachian State fell a two-point conversion away from tying the game after being down by 20 in a 63-61 loss to North Carolina, and that is the game's part of the recap. So the preseason rankings by AP going into week one, I will also be going over the week one rankings that came out today. So Bama was one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four, Notre Dame 5, Texas A&M 6, Utah 7, Michigan 8, Oklahoma 9, Baylor 10, Oregon 11, Oklahoma State 12, North Carolina State 13, USC 14, Michigan State 15, Miami 16, 17, Pitt, Wisconsin 18, Arkansas 19, 
20 Kentucky, 21 Ole Miss, 22 Wake Forest, Cincinnati, 23 Houston, 24, and BYU, 25. So the the week one rankings, Oregon and Cincinnati, who both lost their games this week, both fell out. Oregon being 11 the week before, 20, or Cincinnati being 23. So the week one rankings after week one slate of games, Bama is still number one. Georgia moved up to number two after they won on their first game against Oregon. Ohio State went down to three with Georgia going up one. Michigan went up from eight to four. Clemson going up from four to five. Texas A&M going up, staying at six. Oklahoma going from nine to seven. Notre Dame going from five to eight. They fell down after the loss of Ohio State. Baylor going from 10 to nine. USC going from 14 to 10. Oklahoma State going from 12 to 11. Florida newly ranked at 12. Utah going from 7 to 13. Michigan State going staying at 14. Miami going up from 16 to 15. Arkansas going from, up from 19 to 16. Pitt staying at 17. North Carolina State going from down from 13 to 18. Wisconsin going up down from 18 to 19. Kentucky staying at 20. BYU ranked going up from 25 to 21. Ole Miss going down from 21 to 22. Wake Forest going down from 22 to 23. Tennessee newly ranked at 24. And Houston going down from 24 to 25. And as the rankings going into week two. And that's it for college football week recap. We'll have week two next week. And obviously, whatever else happens between now and then. But that's for college football-wise. So let's get into MLB weekly recap. Sorry. Going back to last Tuesday, five run third by Oakland. I also like took off a lot of the details being that that this, uh, I thought this episode would be pretty long. Uh, So I just could be going over like many details of stuff, not as much details as I used to, but five run third by Oakland in a 10, six win versus, versus Washington. Six run third by the Mariners in the 9-3 win versus the Tigers. Five run second by Arizona in the 12-3 win versus Philly. Marcus Stroman in his first start against his first team he ever played with since being traded to the Mets in 2019. Going five innings, giving up three hits, one run, all earned, two walks, one strikeout, getting a no decision in a... 5-3 loss for the Cubs versus the Blue Jays. And Mark Canna hit home run number 100 for his career via solo home run in the fourth inning in a 4-3 loss to the Dodgers. Last Wednesday, Gunnar Henderson in his major league debut hit a two-run homer in his second major league at bat for first major league hit homer and RBI. And a single later in the game in the ninth in Orioles 4-0 win over the Guardians. Five-run third by the Red Sox in a 6-5 win versus Minnesota. Seven-run eighth by Philly in 18-2 win versus Arizona. And with stolen base of, with stolen base in the second inning, in of with stealing second in the first inning, Marcus Simeon joins the 2020-20 homer, 20 stolen base club for first time in his career in a 5-3 loss for Texas versus the Astros. That's from last Wednesday. Last Thursday, down 5-3. Nationals put up a four-run tenth. Tabor Ruiz, RBI single. Joey Manessis walk-off through and homer to beat 
Oakland, 7-5 in 10 innings. Julio Rodriguez, solo home run, and Ty France, solo home run, went back-to-back in the third in a 7-0 win versus the Tigers. And Spencer Schreier went in innings, giving up two hits, zero runs, one, zero walks, and a career-high and Braves-high in all-time history for the Braves. 16 strikeouts getting the win in a in a 3 nothing Braves win over the Rockies. That's from last Thursday. Last Friday, which now we're already into the September games uh, from Thursday. Friday, 6-run, 8th by Tampa by the Rays in a 9 nothing win versus the Yankees. Spencer Steer, third baseman for the Reds, first major league homer in second AB of his debut. Player from Luis Castillo traded to the Reds in a 3-2 win versus the Rockies. Cal Raleigh, two-homer game with his second home run. Second homer, it's his 20th this season as a catcher. Solo in the second and three-run homer in the sixth. In a 6-1 Mariners win versus the Guardians. And in Major League debut, Yanir Diaz, catcher for the Astros in his third AB, records his RBI walk for his first Major League RBI in a 4-2 win versus the Angels. Last Saturday, Dylan Cease came one out away from a no-hitter broken on a single by by. Luis Arias in the ninth in a 13-0 win versus the Twins. Overall, he threw a complete game shutout, going nine innings, getting the win, giving up one hit, zero runs, two walks, and seven strikeouts. Whitecocks also put up a six-run eighth in this game. Five-run ninth by the Nationals in a 7-1 win versus the Mets. Six-run third by St. Louis, which included both back-to-back homers via Tommy Edmond, Game time solo home run and Tyler O'Neill's game go ahead solo solo home run in eight four win versus the Cubs and then with three run homer in the third inning Bobby Witt Jr. joins the twenty home run twenty stolen base club in twelve to two win for the Royals over the Tigers as from last Saturday from Sunday Albert Pujols hits a solo hits a solo home run. In the eighth inning for home run number 695 in his career, he is now five away from 700 via two-run homer in the eighth inning. Sorry, it was two-run homer. And a 2 nothing win versus the Cubs. TJ Friedel had a two-homer game, solo home run in the fourth, and solo home run in the sixth. 84 loss versus the Colorado Rockies in game one of a doubleheader. Five-run fourth and five-run sixth by the Reds in a 10 nothing win versus Colorado in the second game of the doubleheader. Five-run second by the Astros in a 9-1 win versus the Angels. Five run fourth by the Dodgers in 9-4 win versus the Padres. And Tristan Casas in his major league debut, third at bat, got a single for his first major league hit in a 5-2 Red Sox win versus the Rangers. That is from last from Sunday. And then from yesterday, Bo Bichette had a three-homer game, threw a homer in the third, solo home run in the sixth, and solo home run in the seventh, all in one game, even though it was a doubleheader yesterday, in an 8-4 Blue Jays win versus the Orioles in the second game of the doubleheader. With a strikeout of Taylor Walls in the sixth inning, Michael Walker recorded his 1,000th career strikeout in a 4-3 Red Sox loss versus Tampa. Ryan Nelson in his Major League debut struck out Josh Bell Swinging in the first inning for his first major league strikeout. Overall, went got the win going up seven innings, giving up four hits, zero runs, all none, zero walks, and seven strikeouts in a five nothing win for the Diamondbacks versus San Diego. Hunter Brown in his major league debut for the Astros struck out Marcus Simeon on a check swing that he went for a first major league strikeout. Go overall went got the win, giving up going six innings, giving up three hits, no runs, one walk, five strikeouts in a one nothing Astros win. 
over Texas. And Shohei Otani had a two-homer game, two-run homer in the third, and solo home run in the seventh in a 10-0 win for the Angels versus the Tigers. And Cody Clemens, struck, outfielder for the Tigers, struck out Otani in the eighth inning in his one inning of pitch, one inning pitching. Overall, went one inning, giving up three hits, one run, all earned, zero walks, and the one strikeout of Otani. That is the MLB Weekly Recap in terms of games. In terms of standings update. Yankees are in first place in AL East standings. Yankees are in first place 81-54, ending on a two-game win streak. 24 is their magic number as of today. Going into today's games, but then again, their game actually got postponed today, so they won't have a game today. Doubleheader, I believe, tomorrow or so. Uh, followed by the Blue Jays, 75-58. and 58. At one point, we're on a five-game win streak, ending on a one-game win streak. Five games back in the division, half game back in the wild card, up in the wild card, up, not back. That was the Rays, not the Blue Jays. Followed by the Blue Jays, 75-59, and 59, ending on a five-game win streak, five and a half back in the division. Firm thought in the wild card, no games up or down. Followed by the Orioles, 71-64, and 64, ending on a three-game losing streak, ten games back in the division, four and a half back in the wild card. Followed by the Red Sox, 67-69, and at one point, we're on a five-game win streak, ending on a one-game losing streak, 14 and a half back in the division, nine games back in the wild card. That is the AL East for the AL Central. The Guardians still in first place, 69-64. At one point, we're on a five-game losing streak, ending on a one-game win streak. 29 is their magic number to clinching the division. Followed by the Twins, 68-65. At one point, we're on a five-game win streak, ending on a one-game losing streak. One game back in the division, six and a half back in the wild card. Followed by the White Sox, 68-67. At one point, we're on a five-game losing streak, ending on a one-game win streak. Two games back in the division, seven and a half back in the wild card. Followed by the Royals, 65-81, ending on a one-game losing streak. 15 and a half back in the division, followed by the Tigers 55, 51 and 84, ending on a three game losing streak, 19 games back in the division. That is the AL Central for the AL West. Astros in first place at 87 48, ending on a two game win streak, 17 is their magic number to clinching the division, followed by the Mariners 676 and 59, ending on a, at one point on a seven game win streak, ending on a one game losing streak, 11 games back in the division, half game up in the wild card. By the way, from now on, if a team's already eliminated from playoffs complete, from um, playoffs completely, I'm not gonna even say games back. I'm just gonna consider. I'm just gonna say there, or I guess, well, from the division. Well, from the division, they're officially eliminated, but and they're basically so. I'm not gonna say games back. I'll just say the record and. You know, streak they're on. Uh, followed by the Angels, 59-76, ending on a one-game win streak. Followed by the Rangers, 58-76, ending on a nine-game losing streak. Followed by the A's, 50-85, ending on a one-game win streak. They are eliminated from any chance of still trying to get the top seed in the division. Officially eliminated, not like we think it's they're eliminated, but officially eliminated. As for the NL, AL West and the American League, now for the National League and the AL East, Mets still in first place, 85-50, and 50, ending on a two-game losing streak. 27 is their magic number to winning the division. Followed by the Braves, 84-51, ending on a five-game win streak. One game back of the division, 10.5 back, 10.5 up in the wild card. Followed by the Phillies, 73-61, ending on a three-game losing streak. 11.5 back of the division, firm on the wild card. Followed by the Marlins, 55-78, ending on a seven-game losing streak, officially eliminated from trying to win the division, and followed by the Nationals, 48-87-9-3, losing win streak, same situation as Marlins has eliminated from winning top, having a top, winning from trying to win the division. 
mathematically and not just like thought wise. That's AL East. Now for the NL Central, the Cardinals in first place, 79-56, ending on a one-game losing streak. 21 is their magic number to clinching the NL Central, followed by the Brewers, 78-63, ending on a one-game losing streak. Seven and a half back in the division, two games back in the wild card, followed by the Cubs, 56-78, ending on a three-game losing streak. 22 and a half back in the division, followed by the Reds, 53-79, and ending on a one-game win streak. 24 and a half back in the division, followed by the Pirates, 49-84, ending on a four-game losing streak, officially eliminated from clinch, possibly catching up in the division. That's for the NL Central. For the NL West, Dodgers in first place, 92-42. Any out of game, one-game losing streak, nine is their magic number to clinching the division, so they will probably be clinching that very soon. Might not be by next episode, but will definitely be soon. Followed by the Padres, 74-62, ending on a three-game losing streak, 19 games up back in the division from wildcards power as of right now. Followed by the Giants, 65-68, ending at one point on a seven-game losing streak, ending on a four-game win streak. 26 and a half back in the division, seven and a half back in the wild card, followed by the Diamondbacks, 65 and 69. At one point, on a five game win streak, now ended on a two game win streak, 27 back in the division, eight games back in the wild card, followed by the Rockies, 57 79, ending on a two game losing streak, officially eliminated from possible catching up in the division. That is the NL West and the general standings update for the wild card playoff teams. Wildcard teams, as of right now, in this order is Tampa, Seattle, Toronto, with a magic number for clinching wildcard spot being 24. Outside in this order is Orioles, Twins, White Sox, and Red Sox. For the National League, it's Braves, Phillies, Padres in that order, with magic number being 27. Followed by with outside being Milwaukee, San Francisco, and Arizona. That is a wildcard standings update. Now for today's schedule. Obviously, taking out the Yankee game that has been officially postponed. So, Mets at Pirates at 6.35. There will actually be a doubleheader tomorrow. Yesterday's game got postponed there. Uh, in Pittsburgh, Taiwan Walker pitching for the Mets for New York. Pitch Keller pitching for Pittsburgh. Red Sox at Rays at 6.40. Rich Hill going for Boston. JT Chargois going for Tampa. My Marlins at Phillies at 6.45. Hazel Zardo going for Miami. Aaron Nola going for Philly. Blue Jays at Orioles at 7.05. Mitch White going for Toronto. Kyle Bradish going for Baltimore. Reds at Cubs at 7.40. Justin Steele going Justin Dunn, sorry, going for the Reds. Wade Miley going for the Cubs. Nationals at Cardinals at 7.45. Paulo Espinino going for Washington. Jose Quintana going for St. Louis. Guardians at Royals at 810. Shane Bieber going for Cleveland. Chris Bubick going for Kansas City. Rangers at Astros at 810. Glenn Otto going for Texas. Framber Valdez going for Houston. Milwaukee at Colorado, 840. Brandon Woodruff going for the Brewers. Chad Cool going for Colorado, followed by Tigers at Angels at 9.38. Tigers at Detroit has Eduardo Rodriguez going for them. Mike Myers pitching for the Angel for Los Angeles. Diamondbacks at Padres at 9.40. Arizona has Kel- Merrill Kelly on mound. Joe Musgrove pitching for San Diego. Athletics at Angel uh, Braves at Athletics at 9.40. Kyle Wright pitching for Atlanta. Cole Irvin pitching for Oakland, and this is Matt. Ol- this will be Matt Olson's return to Oakland for the first time since the trade. White Sox at Mariners nine forty. White Sox Chicago has Johnny Cueto going for them. Logan Gilbert pitching for Seattle, and then Giants at Dodgers at ten ten. Giants have a bullpen game going, but their official uh, starter for that has not been announced. Dodgers have Tyler Anderson 
uh, going for them tonight. That is the weekly recap, and that is this week's episode of the podcast. So let's wrap things up. Oh, wow. Great to hear. I always like hearing when it's in people's recommendations. Thank you for letting me know. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode of Benny in the Booth Podcast. On next week's episode, we will have MLB Weekly Recap. We will have NFL Week 1 to talk about and predictions for Week 2. We will have College Football Week 2 with rankings to talk about. And if there's anything in the NBA, we'll talk about that as well. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you're on YouTube and new, subscribe to the channel down below and leave the notification bell so you're notified when I go live or post a video. If you are listening to anywhere in my audio sources, hit the follow, follow the podcast, leave a review, and hit the notification bell so you're notified when I post on there, which is pretty much soon after it goes up on YouTube. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and I will see you next week for episode 49. Bye-bye!